are listening to another episode of the Coach's Circle Podcast, brought to you by LifeCoachPath.com. Our goal is to explore all the different ways you can craft your own career in the fields of coaching, wellness, and mental health. Each episode features guests who offer an authentic perspective on their own unique career path and explores ways you might begin to craft your own. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit www.lifecoachpath.com. And now, here's your host, Brandon Baker. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Coaches Circle podcast. Today's special guest is Barry Wolfson. He is the director of the Hypnosis Counseling Center. He has a master's in counseling and locations in Flemington and Princeton, New Jersey, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, and Fort Myers, Florida. Hey, Barry, welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Uh, so I I am going to just kind of be touching upon topics related to, well, first and foremost, your work um, within hypnosis primarily. And I wanted to discuss a bit more about how hypnosis works and why it is so effective in the in the areas of focus that uh, you center your practice around, which is um, the cessation of smoking, weight loss, and stress management, right? That's correct. Right. Okay. So let's just get started there. Um, tell us a bit more about your background and, and the work you're doing. Okay. Well, I've been doing... Um hypnotherapy now for about 35 years. Um, I have a master's degree in counseling as well as a hypnotherapy background. And we try to improve people's lives by using counseling as well as hypnotherapy. Um, as you mentioned, we have three offices in Jersey, uh, one in PA and one in, in Florida. We also now during the COVID are working with people remotely, uh, not being in the office frequently. Um, and we're trying to adapt and, you know, deal with all the uncertainty you know, that's going on in the world right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm definitely going to circle back around regarding COVID in a bit, because that is something a lot of new coaches are unexpectedly contending with. You know, I don't think anybody entering the field of therapy or coaching were uh, expecting this to be the world that they were going to be uh, working with when they first got started. Uh, but... It is the reality we're in, so I definitely want to make sure we touch on that a bit later. Before we get there, though, um, let's just first start off with the uh, process and the effectiveness of hypnosis and um, and why it is that you think it works so well. Um, so just for anybody out there who might be unfamiliar with how hypnosis works, maybe they have some preconceived notion of what hypnosis is. Um, I know there's a lot of, <laughs> you know... Uh, maybe caricatures of what uh, hypnosis is, and there's a lot of misconceptions around the field of hypnosis. So I just wanted to give you the chance to explain to listeners how it works, maybe on a you know step-by-step -step, uh, basis, you know, what, sure. how does the process actually work, and how is it effective in, in helping clients get past some of these issues? Okay, well, hypnosis is what we call an alpha state of mind, which is a dreamlike state, similar to the feeling one feels before they fall asleep. They're not totally awake, they're not totally sleeping, they're able to move about, they'll have other thoughts. If they have an itch, you can scratch it. It is not like the old black and white movies of look into my eyes or follow the watch. You are not asleep, you are not unconscious, you are not any kind of zombie-like trance. 
just very relaxed. When the client is very relaxed, I can then plan positive suggestions for behavioral change at the subconscious level, allowing folks to achieve things that are difficult to do just on their own. Uh, most folks do make good subjects. About 90, 95% of people do make good subjects for hypnosis. Just a few don't. Those who are negative, I don't know why I'm here. There's a bunch of junk. It's never going to work. Usually folks sent to me by their spouse to stop smoking when they're really not interested in stopping smoking. So if you're negative, it's not going to happen. Like most things folks think they can achieve, they usually will. Things they usually think they're going to fail at, usually that occurs. What they call a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I make them aware of that from the beginning so they, you know, um, are receptive and responsive. Other folks who have difficulty might be someone with an extremely limited imagination and some folks where control is a big issue. People need to make every decision every step of the way, won't take anyone else's help or idea or hint. Sometimes they have difficulty. But the key word in that sentence, Brandon, is sometimes, because if they want to stop smoking, they can use that to control their urge for tobacco. So it can use it to your advantage. Um, it's very similar to yoga and meditation. It's very peaceful. It's very soothing. And something folks become better and better at, which is when we see them uh, individually, we make them personalized audio recordings geared to your particular needs. So if you're sick of the smell of tobacco or health factors, we incorporate that when we hypnotize them uh, or anything geared to their personal um, goals in the 25 things that we work with. Um, it's also very similar to the feeling that someone gets uh, when they take a long trip in a car. Usually, you know, usually they can get caught up in the white lines. It's that kind of wandering, daydreaming feeling, uh, similar to me telling a child a bedtime story. We put the person, like I said, into a relaxed state. We can then plan suggestions for change because the subconscious is able to absorb things in a way that's different than the active mind. Most people love it. Uh, it's something they get to do over and over again. Uh, it's very peaceful. It's very soothing. Um, and it's enjoyable. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, that was that was a really great explanation. I have a few questions, actually, on a lot of the topics that, a lot of the points that you mentioned. First and foremost, you know, you, you mentioned that some potential clients are not really amenable to hypnosis because they are negative or um, you mentioned control issues as well. Do you have an assessment that you do or some kind of intake session where you assess how suitable they are or do you just go straight away and try it? Well, what we do initially is they come in, we give them a little background about the center and the process. And then we teach all of our clients a basic stress reduction technique. It takes about three to five minutes to do. We ask them before what their daily stress is from a scale of one to 10, one being low and 10 being high. And then we ask them what their stress is to that particular day, again, on a scale from one to 10. And then we do this relaxation technique that takes about three to five minutes to learn because we find most of our clients are stressed in general. Sometimes they respond by overeating or smoking or other negative behavior. And that takes about three to five minutes to do which we tend to release different portions of their body. After doing that, we ask them how they're feeling, again, with a number. That's usually considerably less than the previous two numbers. 
and then they sort of get an idea of what relaxation is in and of itself. Then we have a discussion about what's going on with them specifically. And then while hypnotizing them, we'll have them have a recording. So if they have a phone or an iPad or something like, like me to record onto, I can do that. Um, if it's in the office, we can make them uh, an audio CD uh, or perhaps an audio file. This way I have something about 10 minutes in length to take home, to listen to, uh, to reinforce the work we do in our session, lets them practice between sessions become a better and better subject gives them the best opportunity to succeed. And that they listen to at least once a day. We also ask them if possible to listen to that recording throughout the night as well, because sometimes information can be absorbed into the subconscious while sleeping, which is why sometimes folks will listen to foreign language tapes while sleeping, but it gives them the opportunity to do it another 50 times typically. Interesting. Okay. So it sounds like you can kind of train um, potentially unfit clients to do this type of work. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're unfit forever. You can actually um, almost like prep them for this being a little effective. bit. But if, yeah. but if, but if they're really negative, I tell them I don't want to waste their time or my time or their money. So if they're uncomfortable, you know, at any point or really don't want to be there, then I just to say thank you very much and you know maybe for another option of uh, therapy. Right. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No, but I think that's interesting. I, I hadn't uh, heard anybody on the show mention that kind of uh, potential for, you know, clients who maybe don't seem like the best fit. It's not necessarily uh, as cut and dry like that. You can actually make the change sometimes with some clients. So I think that's cool. Right. Yeah. Well, we want it to be a win-win situation. You know, um, you know, 90% of what I did when I first started 35 years ago was either smoking or weight loss. The other 23 things that we do were maybe about 10%. And quite frankly, if I was just doing smoking or weight loss, I'd probably shoot myself after 35. <laughs> right. um, but fortunately, you know, um, the acceptance of hypnosis, which actually has been approved by AMA since 1958, is now becoming so much more um, accepted by the general public. And, you know, the results we've had over these years leads to a lot of referrals from successful clients. Um, from doctors and, and anyone in the medical field. And we also do some group work as well for smoking and weight loss and stress management. And we've done them in about 35 different adult schools, you know, over the course of time in many corporate uh, locations as well. That's another way of people to, um, you know, seek my services, not as effective as one-on-one, -on -one, like anything else. You know, if you're doing singing lessons or dancing lessons, certainly one-on-one -on -one scenarios are much more um, successful than group settings. Right. Because in the individual settings, we make personalized CDs where in those groups that I described before, uh, they have an option of purchasing an, uh, a basic generalized audio file or CD. Right. Yes. Okay. So for anybody who is intrigued by hypnosis and how it works, I wanted to give them a bit more color as to how the process works in practice. So let's just take the example of smoking, right? Since it's something you have a lot of familiarity with and you've done it for so long, 30 years. Um, can you just maybe give some examples of what you might say during a session that you said you're planting well, suggestions for change, right? So what are some of those suggestions, for example, that you're planting? Well, 
basically um, choosing your life over health, over cigarettes. Um, you know, we give them a discussion about tobacco a little bit in between. You know, what it does, we find out how much they smoke a day because uh, that may gear some of my suggestions a little bit as well. And the number of sessions, usually if someone's a pack or less, we suggest two sessions, occasionally a third. If it's more than a pack, uh, we suggest three sessions. And the first session is about an hour and subsequent ones are a half hour that serve as a reinforcement and um, allowing them to become, like I said, better and better as subjects and ensure success. Uh, we find out what their particular needs are and gear it towards that. So if they're sick of the smell, or the taste, or you know, um, they're concerned about their health, those are suggestions that we personalize based on the intake we get from each particular client. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, so, and that that really yeah. is the key into any of the twenty-five things that we um, work with clients on. Now, most people, if smoking wasn't going to kill them, wouldn't quit smoking because they like it. So, we teach them how to, after learning that initial stress and release technique. What we do is have them take three deep breaths. They hold it for four. They exhale through their mouth. And then we have them imagine themselves someplace outdoors on a gorgeous day. Beach, park, mountains, backyard, wherever they like. And then we use the sunlight to relax different portions of their body. Arms, legs, neck, back. They become more and more relaxed. It's really called progressive relaxation. And then once they're nice and relaxed, we gear those personalized suggestions towards their needs in whatever scenario that we're working with. Right. Um, but we also, you know, provide plenty of support and all coaching as well, you know, in the 25 things that we work with and having, you know, uh, which we haven't talked about before, <clears throat> excuse me, having another sideline, which is I've been a college basketball coach for about 11 years and still work with players as well. So I know in, from that coaching aspect, you know, which people need, a pat in the back or a kick in the butt or, you know, to be reinforcing, you know, them in their particular style and need to have, you know, the best opportunity to succeed. But a lot depends on them as well. I'm not waving a magic wand and poof, they walk out of the room, um, you know, perfect. They need to apply some of the techniques such as the basic relaxation technique initially, which I call squeeze and release, which is tensing and releasing portions of their body. And you do that a couple, three times a day. That takes about five minutes to do. And listening to the recording, which is about 10 minutes. And then the breathing exercises they do at the very beginning of the process, they need to repeat during the day. So for examples, my smokers always have the same three. What they do is with each breath, they say a phrase to themselves, ideally out loud, ideally into a mirror once an hour on the hour. So if they sleep for eight hours, they're awake for 16. And those phrases are with the first breath, my body smoking is poison. With the second breath, I need my body to live. With the third breath, I owe my body respect and protection. And ideally, they'll say it out loud once an hour on the hour, and ideally into a mirror if one's available. I also suggest that they do those when they might be tempted to have a cigarette when they used to smoke in the past. And most smokers smoke at specific times. When they first get up in the morning with a cup of coffee, driving a car, stressful situation, talking on the phone, after sex. At those times, 
they try to do those phrases as well so they can actually change channels and get past that momentary urge. Right, right. Yeah, I, I love how you're incorporating, I mean, everything you're describing sounds like classic coaching strategies and techniques, you know, um, very kind of forward focused, very practical, um, you know, guided uh, techniques. And this is something that I, I definitely stress to listeners who maybe are thinking of opening up a, a private practice and a therapy capacity, right? But they and they want to incorporate hypnotherapy. Um, there's there's always an opportunity to incorporate elements of coaching as well. You know, it doesn't just have to end with let's look back at the cause of the problem or let's, you know, it, it, there can also be an element of, you know, guidance and, uh, you know, kind of everyday strategies that you just mentioned moving forward that can be incorporated in your work as well. So uh, you're definitely doing that. And it's obviously working for you. Yes. And, and you know, yeah. I appreciate what you said, because one of the things I say to people when they come in the door, whatever happened before you came in the office is over. We're dealing with now and looking towards the future. The past is over, gone in history. So what are we going to do today and how are we going to make give you as much tools as you need to make these changes that you picked up the phone and called me about? Right, right. Yeah, it is It is a shift in mindset, um, but that's why I think coaching has taken off the way that it has over the past five to ten years because a lot of, especially a lot of therapists that have been um, you know, practicing therapy for, for quite a long time and kind of got used to the... Um, I don't like to say backward looking because it, it definitely gives off a bad connotation, but it definitely um, it, it definitely has an element of that where it's looking into, you know, antecedent causes and things of that nature. Uh, but coaching has taken off and it's it's being applied to a lot of um, therapy practices precisely because of what you're saying. You know, it, it offers that forward looking, more practical approach. So I, I'm definitely a big fan of adding that in as well. Um, I wanted to ask you just one last question about the process of hypnosis, because again, I'm trying to get a specific and, and kind of, uh, I want listeners to visualize how the process might work. So you as a, as a practitioner, how, how do you tell when the client is ready for those suggestions for change that you mentioned? Because, um, you know, they, they have their eyes closed, right? And they're seemingly relaxed, but most of what's going, everything of what's going on is inside their mind. And you obviously can't see inside their mind. So how do you know um, when the client's language. ready? Yeah. Body language, you know, how they responded to the first technique. Years ago, we used to do a thing with um, putting their arms out in front and having them hand a heavy bucket and having them um, respond to that and seeing how uh, they do respond to it. It's less necessary for me now to do that because I know whether a client um, is responsive just by body language and the way they're moving and sitting and, you know, how comfortable they are. They're free to open their eyes at any point and leave if they're uncomfortable. And like I said, most people love it. And usually when they open their eyes, say, wow, that was great. You know, could we do that again? Mm -hmm. You know, or, you know, um, you know, and I, you know, it's not something that every practitioner should use. You know, I've had extensive training in it. You know, I, I've seen things, unfortunately, in magazines like the American Counseling Association for the 35 years that I've been doing practice for people to get so-called certified over a weekend where they spend a lot of money and they get scripts, et cetera, et cetera. 
and they hang a sign, you know, because someone gave them a certificate saying they're certified hypnotherapist. And I think many may be doing more harm than good. So, you know, you need to really have extensive training, I think, to pursue this field. Right, right. And actually, I wanted to touch upon that a little bit. Would you say that hypnotherapy could even be dangerous to a client if it's either done the wrong way or if the client is not the suitable, um, you know, client for hypnotherapy if they have perhaps... I wouldn't say I wouldn't say dangerous per se, although I would not know who the other people are who do it. I know that typically you can't do anything you wouldn't want to do under hypnosis. So when you see the stage hypnosis, um, it's usually people who are very outgoing, who wouldn't mind barking like a dog or doing something outrageous on stage. It's not the shy person in the classroom who doesn't want to be called on. You know, so you really can't do anything you wouldn't do normally. So I tell clients, he's their concern. If that was the case, I would have hypnotized some rich person a long time ago. <laughs> check, and we wouldn't be meeting today. <laughs> right. So can't make people do what they don't want to do. That being said, in every field, there's unscrupulous people. There's people who do, you know, um, large group settings historically with hundreds of people in a room, sell them lots of pills and other stuff that's unnecessary and give them bogus guarantees that you can come back whenever you want. And then they travel throughout the States. And one year they're the Morgan seminars, the next year there's Smith seminars, and they're just profit seekers, not people looking to help people enhance or improve their lives. So I can't tell you what other people do, you know, or don't do. I just know what I do. And, you know, my reputation and my history sort of speaks for itself. Not that I'm better than anyone else, but I've had probably a lot more experience and probably more training. Right. Yeah. So just to be clear, what I was referring to more than I know what you're talking about, the kind of unscrupulous type of uh, snake oil salesman. I'm not talking about them so much. I'm just talking about maybe uh, clients who have history of, you know, deep trauma and they have unresolved, you know, psychological issues that stem from early childhood. I'm talking about those kinds of clients that maybe would need or maybe not, depending on what your opinion is here. Um, maybe it would be better suited with a more traditional, I guess, like, you know, talk therapy in a, in a, you know, like a psychotherapeutic type of. Um, I, I, I totally agree with you. When a client comes to me and has that issue, because most I'm not like a psychiatrist where someone's calling my secretary and making an appointment. They usually reach me directly and have a bunch of different questions. If I hear in that initial conversation intake, you know, um, things about, you know, their psychological background where they really need what you're describing, I will not work with them. Right. Yeah. I refer them to someone who's more equipped to handle that type of scenario. You know, the first rule is do no harm. I'm not looking, you know, one person as a client's not going to make me retire a week sooner or later. So I don't need to create any situation that's harmful for anyone else. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's, that's why I'm glad you confirmed that because um, I didn't want anybody listening to think that, oh, wow, hypnosis is so effective and it's relatively safe as you're describing. So therefore it can kind of work and should work on everyone. Um, I wanted to have that caveat there that there is a certain subset of, of clients that really should be served through other means first. And also, Brendan, as we're talking, if someone, you know, sounds 
like they're going to be very, very difficult to work with. I also suggest another way or another person because I don't want to create headaches for them or me. And, well, you said this and I said that, you know, hey, maybe you're better off seeing someone else. And right. I just Right. And that instinct kind of comes over time. You can kind of tell more quickly who might be a more difficult client. Um, That's true. And, and also, you know, I guess at one point and very early, you know, I might have looked at it as a challenge and, oh, well, I can do this and I can do that. And, you know, then I realized you can't necessarily with certain people and it's better just to, you know, punt basically. Right. And, uh, let someone else, you know, handle that scenario. Yeah. Well, also, it's the fact that the relationship itself is often uh, one of the most important factors. And if you feel like you're not going to be able to form that kind of uh, trusting and, I guess, positive relationship, then it's it's not going to work regardless. So, um, yeah, that's I think correct. That's, yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, so I, I mentioned earlier that you have been doing uh, that you've been running the hypnosis counseling center for for 30 years, over 30 years. And I wanted to ask you, just as an aside, have you noticed any change in the field, any significant change in the field over those 30 years, whether it's in the practice itself or whether it's in the, the client side? Well, on the client side, I think people are more open and ready and acceptable. They find more people who have succeeded with me or someone else. So they have less of a fear and less of those preconceived ideas we spoke about before. Um, and like any other field, things have changed, um, you know, uh, a little bit here and there, you know, people used to focus more on the negative. Uh, some of the people I trained with originally in group scenarios would have slideshows of, you know, a healthy lung and a lung that wasn't healthy, you know, someone's jaw who had chewed tobacco that was all hollowed out, but they found that people are more, um, respond much more to positive than negative. So suggestions are much more positive than negative, I guess, mm -hmm. than they used to be. Um, and that people are much more visual. So instead of saying just let your arm relax and leg relax, you know, we have them imagine themselves in some place so they can picture themselves and then use the sunlight. So there has been changes over the course of time, um, okay. you know, which, which happens in every field. Right, you know? um, right. Um, one of the things that's, you know, interesting is, you know, the fact I said that we're doing so much more things, you know, like I said, 90% was smoking weight loss. Well, weight loss is still number one, but some sort of anxiety, stress, panic attack is certainly number two. We're working with many more people in things like insomnia, public speaking, um, confidence building, fears and phobias than before, working with a lot of athletes um in, in enhancement of their performances and in other areas too singing um you know stage fright things along those lines so it's been you know it's a powerful tool and many of my clients will start with one thing you know let's say stop smoking and realize if they can overcome an addiction work on their golf game or public speaking and some things are much more successful than others you know every person i've worked with in the last 35 years has improved hundred, you know, in public speaking, blows my mind. Never would have thought it <laughs> person. Um, right, right. Insomnia. We've only had a couple of people over the years and not that we see thousands of people who haven't improved with sleep issues. Um, certainly self-esteem, self-confidence stuff has certainly uh, risen in many number of people as far as success is concerned as well. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Great. But a lot depends on the client, their follow through, 
you know, what they do after they leave the office. You know, if they don't follow through, like anything else, they have less chance of succeeding if not practicing, you know, the tools that they need to utilize. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely wanted to get your perspective on kind of the evolution a bit of hypnosis because you have been doing this for so long. Like I have, I have spoken to hypnotherapists on the show, I believe one or two, um, and uh, I think you definitely have the the longest track record. So I wanted to make sure to ask you about that. That's something we touch upon on the website as well. The evolution of coaching, you know, coaching obviously has evolved quite a bit, um, given that it is such a new field, mm-hmm. I guess, officially a new field. And so, um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I think this was really, really informative. I'm, I'm glad that you were specific and, and, uh, I think listeners that, you know, were, were kind of hearing your, your process of hypnosis and how it works. I think they can really get an idea as to why it works. Um, like you said, it's kind of related to meditation. It seems more of a guided meditation, um, in mm-hmm. the hands of a of a professional, if somebody that that hasn't meditated before, they kind of are not familiar with that mind state and how you can leverage um, being in that in that mental state. So yeah, um, your explanations were were great. So um, I wanted to just give you a last chance to tell listeners where they can find you and um, where they can find more about your work. So yeah, why don't you share with us your website and um, if you're on any social media. Sure. It's www.hypnosiscounselingcenter.com. I'd like to spell that, which is H-Y-P-N-O-S-I-S, hypnosis, counseling, C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G, center, C-E-N-T-E-R.com. My direct email is Barry, B-A-R-R-Y, again, at hypnosiscounselingcenter.com, again, H-Y-P-N-O-S-I-S-C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G, counseling, center, C-E-N-T-E-R.com. The phone number to reach me at is 908-303-7767. And like I mentioned before, you know, we're currently seeing folks mostly in the Flemington office, but very limited uh, because of COVID. And we also are seeing people uh, remotely via Skype and Zoom. And I've been doing that remote stuff really for about 10 years now. Um, wow, you're really ahead of the ball there. Yeah, well, uh, I don't want to take too much time. I can give you a short story. About yeah, absolutely. If you care to. Sure. So about 10, 12 years ago, there was a guy in East Stroudsburg who wanted to come to Flemington to stop smoking. He had cancer. But he had a DWI, couldn't drive, asked if I could do Skype. I said, well, I never did it before. I'm not super tech savvy. You know, I never do phone things because you don't know if I'm doing my crossword puzzle or whatever. <laughs> he said, listen, I need this. I'm willing to try it, whatever. So he was very successful. And then clients of mine wanted to have folks from out of state relatives work with me, which they did. And then more recently, in the last bunch of years, I've been going to Florida part time. I have an office in Fort Myers, so I go down right after Thanksgiving, stay till right after Christmas, come back up north till June, uh, till January 20th to work with clients directly, typically, with New Year's resolutions. And folks who would start with me would continue via Skype or Zoom, now Zoom. Uh, folks who didn't want to wait till I came back, you know, March 31st, 
uh, would start with me and continue. And when you're in Jersey and some people are traveling an hour and a half to for a half hour second session in snow, inclement weather. Oh, absolutely. Them to do it, you know, in their fuzzy slippers, you know, in their living room. Yeah. And be equally successful. So we've been doing it that way for years and years. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in Jersey for most of my life. Um, in fact, Elizabeth. So I was happy to oh. see that you serve Elizabeth on, on your website there. I saw that. Um, well, I grew up right next door in Newark. In our, oh, yeah, we're pretty much on neighbors. On Avenue and Lehigh was where I grew up. Mm-hmm. was from Weekwake Park. So <laughs> Yeah, we're practically neighbors. I have a I instantly recognize the 908 number. Um, I'm in New York now, but I, I haven't changed my number from my Jersey days. So yeah, definitely. I, I know the, the, uh, the weather issues for sure that make a virtual session so much more appealing. And I think it's, it's comforting for anybody looking to get into hypnosis, especially in this COVID world we find ourselves in, where even once COVID is kind of a thing of the past, virtual uh, counseling, virtual coaching is here to stay. You know, there there might be a lot of clients that want to go back to in-person, of course, but um, I think virtual work is just going to be so much more common pretty much, uh, f- you know, forever um, compared to what it was in, you know, early, you know, January or February. So, um, so I agree. yeah, yeah I, think it's, I think it's great that this works in both, in both uh, modalities. Fantastic, Barry. Thank you so much for your time today. And um, anybody that wants My to pleasure. check out, yeah, uh, anybody that wants to check out your site again, it's hypnosiscounselingcenter.com. And I wish you the best of luck in all your work. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time we spent together and you had great questions. I hope it's helpful and useful for folks. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it will be. All right. Thanks so much. Bye bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Coaches Circle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to our show just as much as we enjoyed making it. If you'd like to check out a complete listing of all of the episodes on our show, head on over to lifecoachpath.com slash podcast. See you on the next one.